0: Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time, or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus, so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators.
1: Hey, good morning, everyone. How are you? Well done, realizing that it's not still the middle of the night, that it's just foggy and rainy and getting out of bed, well done, congratulations. I think you've done a great job today. (laughs) How generous is that? (laughs) Fantastic, give yourself a pat on the back. You're a champion, you've won the day. Uh, I want to start this morning as we're looking at out of the cave, the things that that put us in the cave and the ways that we can come out or even to stay out of the cave is, I want to start with this verse that's in Nehemiah, Uh, chapter 8, verse 10, it says, do not grieve, don't be sad, don't be sorrowful, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. And today, that's what I want to talk about, is that how the joy of the Lord becomes our strength. The things that keep us strong. It's, it seems nearly counterintuitive, doesn't it? Saying, well, don't grieve. Like, that joy is the thing that's keeping you happy. As I was saying to Beck last night, I'm going, if you kind of squint and take this verse out of proportion, it's like, well, stop being sad, just be happy. <laughs> it's not what it's saying, but it's easy to see that way, be, and this is why it feels kind of counterintuitive, because here he's saying, hey, this isn't a time for being sad, the, the situation that they found themselves in. This isn't a time for for just stopping, pausing, and going, all right, we've already won the battle, we're kind of here, we're about to relax and just kind of settle into a new life. No, no, he's, this isn't the time just to take the foot off the pedal and, and just go settle into, well, we're finished now. The, This isn't the time to grieve, this is the time to realize that no matter the season you're in, that it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. See, the word joy uh, is in the Bible over 500 times in its various forms, joy, joyous, joyful. Over uh, roughly 2,700 times throughout the Bible is it referred to in celebration and parties and and the, the uplifting kind of things that we do really well here and what we should be doing in our Christian life. So joy in the Bible through the, through the Old Testament, what it's referring to here is this Hebrew word of simcha. I can't, simba, no, it's, it's not simba. But simcha would be the Aussie way of saying it. Uh, and this is related to, but it's separate. It, it, the Bible does a clear separation of happiness and joy. It has a really clear defining line between pleasure and joy, and as I said, it's used hundreds of times in this very specific way of saying, this is what joy is, it's not that. This is how joy can be our strength. Don't pursue that, Don't, don't get it mixed up with what happiness is, and I'm going to go into a little bit more what that is, because joy is not considered an emotion, but biblically it's considered a state of being, a result from our choices. A result from our revelation. Its a Joy is a, a position of being, not just uh, what happens to us or an emotion. In fact, one commentary that I use, it says this, that joy is part, it has to be part of the experience of being a Christian. That the Christian life is a joy-filled life. I know that the reputation we have might not portray that. You know, you see in the media or different, uh, different people that we might have run into in our life, maybe maybe you wouldn't consider yourself a Christian and your experience with us hasn't been joy-filled. Maybe with the experience has been more they are lemon suckers. <laughs> i have just always angry at something or cranky or in pain or want me to be in pain or something like that. But the Bible's quite clear that That the Christian life should be, it should reveal a joy filled life because we know God, because we know what He's done. We know, have an understanding of what He is doing, and we have revelation of what is to come. We have hope for the future. So there is a distinguishment between happiness and joy. See, I love happy. I think we should all be happy, but I know that I need joy. It is the fuel for our soul. Let me, let me tell you a story. Years ago, I knew a bit of a loose unit. Uh, he was, wasn't a great um, child of his parents at this stage, and you'll know why. Is his dad said something that ticked him off. I don't know what it was. His response was inadequate either way, but his response was to um, fill his dad's motorbike fuel tank with a combination of water and sugar. <laughs> and you're like, "Hang on, this sounds like, like Pepsi Max, or or like uh, Coke or something." This doesn't sound so bad, but um, <laughs> that is not the correct fuel for motorbikes. Just if you were wondering, <laughs> I'm sure all of you were all over it. But just to reinforce it, the next day when the dad got on the bike, it didn't, it didn't run as well as it should have. <laughs> It didn't really, it wasn't as fun, it didn't go as long as it normally does and uh, there was a bit of issues on the back end of it and this is the thing is that we can have something within us that, that might be fine in another setting and another situation but it is not the fuel that we need to be sustained, that we run off. See, I, I wanna be happy more and I think that we should all be happy but can I just tell you that your, your soul does not just run off happiness, it needs the joy of the Lord to sustain it can't just run off sugar and bubbles and fairy floss. It needs something of substance within us. And so when our circumstances come around us, what is within us will be revealed very quickly, won't it? The distinction here, let me, let me make this one, is happiness is a feeling that is controlled by our happenings. It is that it, the response to situation, what is, what is going on around us, what happens if something, if I get something good, woohoo, if someone says something nice, yay, if I do something well, it's whatever is happening, our circumstances around us determines whether we are happy or not. You can be up, you can be down, and it generally is related to us, our happenings. Our happiness is determined by our happenings. Easy way of saying this is happiness is outside in. As I said, there's nothing wrong with that. We should, be, we should be trying to make people happy from the outside in, speaking into them and doing things nicely around. We should be the people who spread this kind of joy from outside and into them. But that isn't the fuel that we could run off. See, joy, on the other hand, is a gift. And I like it this way, biblically speaking, that joy is confidence, Joy is a confidence in that it's a growing fruit within us that, that isn't connected to the things that are happening to us, but more of a choice of I'm going to stand in faith with what is within me. Joy is that it, it is inside out, regardless of what happens around me, I've made this decision, I know God is with me, I know I've know i got something within me that sustains me, so no matter what's going on, I can, I can see something bigger than just my happenings. I have an understanding that there's more going on than just what is happening directly to me here. So this is the reason that things can be going fantastic, you can be winning, everything is going great. Well, that's awesome, but you can stand confidently knowing, that's all right, I never ran off that anyway. I'm just as joyful now in the ups as I am in the downs. I might not smile as much, but I can tell you I have a confidence that this still isn't the end that I can still, I'm on the mountaintops and you can stand there confidently going, it's all right, I'm not running off this high. I know that this isn't the end. There is something within me that sustains me. There is something going on and and this is where we come back as believers. We go, it is the joy of the Lord that is within us. It's the reason why things can crumble around us and we can be frustrated and disappointed but we can still remain joyful because we know that this is not the end. I am sustained with my relationship with Jesus. I am sustained by the revelation of what is to come, what he has done, and what he is still doing. That that this is just a scene. This isn't the whole story. Good or bad. I'm not running off sugar water. I want the real thing, the, the fuel that sustains, the fuel that is my Strength. As I said, there's nothing wrong with happy. I think we should be happy, but come on, Christians, that the Bible talks about being filled with the joy of the Lord, that it is our strength. I always say that some people find roller coasters fun, but I don't think they'd be fun when you're stuck on one. And yet we let our emotions and our our happenings determine where we go in life a lot, don't we? So I I hate roller coasters to begin with, but being stuck on one is the definition of hell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to me, anyway, that would just be awful, I'm a scaredy cat. But This is ups and downs and ups and downs, and we write it all the time when things are going good. Hooray, I'm awesome, this is amazing, it's because I'm, a, like, I'm just that good. You know, when kids are behaving well, it's parents. That's how I do it, I take all the credit. When, when our little Ollie is sleeping through the night, well, it's because I'm a good parent, I'm about to write a book about it. When he's sick, when they're not listening, when they're being rude, when they're doing those kinds of things, it's like, well, God, you've got to work on them. The enemy is coming against us right now. I'm doing everything I can. And we ride it, you know, maybe I suck, maybe this is wrong. Maybe people say something, you get a bad comment or not enough likes on your photos or whatever, and we we ride that down, don't we? Oh, what is wrong with me? This didn't work out, I'm not performing the right way, but all of a sudden when when performance shifts, I start riding that roller coaster up and oh, I realized years ago that God was just saying, you cannot be stuck on this roller coaster, Doug. Even I'm getting dizzy. <clears throat> and brought it back to, it is the joy of the Lord that, that sustains. It is the joy of the Lord coming back and going, well, this morning I want to explain just, just two simple things. There's where we get joy from and how we can be people who are sustained by the right things and not riding the roller coaster. Not, not filling our fuel tanks with sugar and fluff and all, all, all things nice. And get, it, get off that kind of thing and get to something, something that sustains, something that is our strength. So the first thing is that is joy comes from our perspective, not our personality. Can I just say that for a second, that, that you don't need to be the big I, the big sanguine, the big extrovert, the big personality, and, and, and it's not helpful for the rest of us when you say we're not joyful <laughs> 'Cause I'm not smiling as much does not mean I don't have as much joy. <laughs> Maybe you will get there one day, but I'm tired guys, it's alright, but I've got got little kids. But it comes from perspective, not personality. For the introverts in the room, can I tell you that it's it's not a personality trait. That it is a perspective that we choose. Have a look at this in James chapter one, verse two. It says, consider it pure joy. Starting well, isn't it? My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind. Oh, what a swift change. (laughs) Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kind. Now, usually when you go through something, you would deem a trial, Joy is not the word you would associate with it, is it? You're like, oh, yiffy, how good is that? Like, I never see an envelope with a window in my mail and go, woo Oh, man, I can't wait to see how much this is. <laughs> uh, you never get the, the doctor saying, I recommend this medication and going, oh, how cool. I was wondering what new pill I'd be taking. I was wondering how this was going to work. I wake up with an ache going, how cool is that? Now I get to do physiotherapy. How fun. No, when we go through this trial, when we go through the dips, we don't, we don't look at it and go, this is a joyful experience. But the key word here that James is saying, I'm, I'm quite confident, is the word Consider is that we get to choose how we look at different circumstances at our happenings around us that he says, come on, no matter what is going on, highs, lows, when trials of many kinds come, I want you to consider. I want you to think about it. I want you to look for it. I want you to consider joy. See, we get the chance to choose our perspective and consider things joy. See, we will either see the hope in circumstances, see the hope in God, no matter what's going around us, the, the potential. We will either remember Jesus's promises or we won't. That we'll, we'll know that this is just a moment, just a scene, just a comma, or we will feel that this is the end, that's the full stop, this is the whole story. We get to consider the way we look at things. We get to consider the perspective we go into situations with or when our happenings are happening we can either remember, hang on, that's right, I am here on purpose and for a purpose. That I am anointed, I am called, that, that I am the, the child of God, that no matter what happens to me, come on, that I'm above and not beneath and not gonna let this crush me. We can consider it. And in that circumstance, remember, hang on, I've got something with me that's greater, that he who is in me is greater than that he that's in the world. Come on, I can still see the hope, the victory in this that either Jesus accomplished all victory or he didn't. And as believers, we go, no, 100%, it's done. It's not 98% done. It's not kind of nearly there, some assembly required done. No, no, we can stand victorious knowing that, you know what, no matter what happens to me here, even if I look so far into the future, I see that my life, my eternity is with Jesus in heaven. How good is that, I can be joyful. No matter what happens to me here, my future is sure in Jesus Christ. I get to choose to see past inconvenience and past pain and to choose my joy and where my joy lies. See, I find I want so many more things in life. I get disappointed when I don't have them yesterday. I keep telling my family how many days until my birthday just in case they might get it for me. My five-year-old is promising the world and I keep telling him it's his mum's job to deliver. I want things, I want things to change, I want, I want to, miracles to happen, there's that many issues that I'm praying for, family, medically, that I just go, Jesus, now would be good, don't look like I, I, you could do anything at any point, but earlier than later would be great, thanks. But I can still consider joy because I know that no matter what happens to us here and now that I am safe in Jesus' hands. That he can at any moment, and I know it, I am confident of it, that there is joy now because I'm gonna see something happen. That I have faith for now and hope for the future. See, sometimes, oh, I say this fairly regularly, but uh, I, I can often have a gift, a spiritual gift of complaining. I am, it's like a, I am just a, a cut above the rest. I can see something and boom, complain. Issues and just this hurts, that hurts. Like one of my favorite sayings around the house is just, oh, Beck. She's like, what? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll find, give me a second, I'll find something. But I can do that, and the problem with that, if you kind of align with that pretty regularly and easily, is that we are talented as people of finding the things that we don't like and looking straight at our circumstances and our situations and our happenings and, and really quickly identifying this is a problem. And then that's it, that's the end of the story. It is a problem. That I don't like what's happening. I look, all I have to do these days, I don't even have to open my phone, my phone just sends me little snippets of things that I have issues with now. And it's on the front of it, I just kinda of look at it, it lights up and it goes, here's the headlines for today. And I go, ah! And I just woke up and there's problems all around the world that are frustrating me. There's things that annoy me. Here's an email again with a bill in it, ah, here we go this problem, that one, I, I, can, I can consider issues, I can consider frustration, I can consider pain, and I can consider the, the, the negative outcomes through my life very quickly, but rather than pointing out the things that are wrong and that I don't like, I'm trying really hard more and more and more to consider the joy in the fact that I'm going through this with Jesus and consider the the potential outcome, and this is something I talk about every now and then, is that I think we need to be better at leaving the door open for God-only possibilities. And realizing that there, there is a crack in the door that God can walk through. Quite often when I just identify problems and close the book, that is the end of it. What I'm doing is closing the potential of God intervening. And I go, boom, no, end of story. God's not stepping into my life because I have already identified, diagnosed, and died with the problem. But no, I want, come on, let's be people of faith that leave the door open going, this is frustrating, this is no good, but I can see that there is potential for a God-only possibility here. I'm gonna believe for it. I'm gonna consider the joy, because God at any moment could step in. I'm gonna look past the pain, the circumstances. I'm gonna look at potential. I'm going to see a a different kind of future with God, that we can have a joyful perspective because we know that this isn't the end. How good is that, church? This isn't the end. Look, Paul writes in Philippians 4, and just remember, he's in jail when he writes this, so just let this convict us for a second. (laughs) Philippians 4 says, always be full of the joy in the Lord. How often? Always. Always. Jeez, don't you wish you didn't read that this morning? Don't you wish it just said sometimes? Then then you'd have a scapegoat. But no, it says always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, come on, let's rejoice. Always, when it's raining and foggy, we are a people who rejoice. When we're still waiting for our miracle, we are a people who rejoice. Always, because we can see that we're choosing a perspective of potential. We're choosing a perspective of that God can step in at any time and change this whole thing up. I'm choosing it. I'm rejoicing. I go, oh, I still feel sick though, Doug. Come on, rejoice because God is still in the mix. Yeah. And we rejoice tired or caffeinated. We re- always. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. It's talking about being kind and generous, but isn't it interesting that, let people s- see that you were considering your, your options. Remember the Lord is coming soon. See, there are plenty of times that we won't be happy but we will always get to choose to rejoice. Rejoice in the hope that we have in Christ for our future. I think that's, that is fantastic. Let's consider joy because I have faith, because I choose faith, because I choose Jesus. The first one is that faith, uh, joy comes from our perspective, not just our personalities or our circumstances from our perspective. Second one is that joy comes from the presence of God. See, Galatians 5, it says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, oh, top two is not bad, hey? Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and something else, (laughs) (laughs) self-control. There's so many things that you just wish that some days you could take out, (laughs) and those are the ones that God's like, oh, no, boy, that's there for you. It's the fruit of the Spirit. See, one of the results of God in us is joy. It is, a, it is a result. It is a fruit. It is a gift that we have. It is there within us. If you're a believer, if you feel with the Holy Spirit, if you're, uh, the result of a Spirit-led life must be joy. I think that there is a direct correlation to someone's walk with God and the way they walk in joy. Because it reveals, are we being led by the Holy Spirit or are we trying to take him for a ride? That he might sprinkle some joy on our circumstances. But it's like, no, no, you, let's walk with him. The fruit of being led by the Spirit is joy. See, I have an example here I want to show you. <clears throat> I've done this one before, but I think it's a good one. Is that uh, two different kind of people that we have here is, um, People who are filled with the Holy Spirit, or people who aren't, right? This this isn't isn't necessarily fair because I'm very strong, but I'm going to show you what happens in this circumstance when I apply a bit of pressure on something that is filled with, let's say the joy of the Lord, and someone who isn't, yeah? But I'm gonna apply about the same pressure, I'm gonna count to three, see what happens. As I said, I'm very strong, so anything could happen. Front row is going to get wet. The whole analogy is gone and everyone walks home. But All right, ready? One, two, three. Ugh. Maybe if I got Sharpie to do it, something more dramatic would happen. But you see here, I'm p- applying the same amount of strength, if anything, a lot more on here because, man, it would just be so cool to impress you all right now and I've got a little bit of ego. But applying the same kind of amount of pressure here, and uh, on one hand, I'm putting a fair bit of pressure on one side, but it is filled with something that is preserving it and keeping it intact, whereas the other one is starting to crumble a fair bit. It's starting to change its shape, it's starting to be distorted, and if I were to apply a little bit more, all of a sudden, it would crumble in pieces. This one, I've got no chance of crumbling. But over here you can, and I, I, I saw this a long time ago and, and a lot of experiments in my own life and realized that the, the times that I've been more c- close and filled with the presence of God and, and the Holy Spirit, I found that whatever the circumstances that came against me, I was, yeah, I got a little bit crumbled and I got a little bit kind of like pressure was not fun and the pain wasn't great and the circumstances still weren't good, and yet, there was something that was strength within us, and I was able to withstand it. I was able to have some kind of strength and resolve, and go, you know what? I know that this that this is coming against me, but I still feel fine. I was talking to a friend the other day, saying I'm going through something now that years ago I'd be smashed. This would have this would have been this would have wrecked me. So, but there's something different now. Is I just have this peace, this confidence, this strength. All of a sudden, it's the joy of the law that's become my strength, but there's been plenty of times that I have been felt distant from God and, and not tending to my relationship with him that the same amount of pressure or even less, and I find myself in a very different shape. I find myself crushed and crumbled. And see, this is the thing, is that when we are filled with the joy of the law, we can, we can go through the things that the doctor is saying to me and stands, sit there confidently going, this is not the end. So I think, well, one of the the awful ways of determining a story in my life is the the number of doctor's appointments I've sat in and had to have faith against what they're saying. and stand there and go, well, that's great. I thank you for identifying what I'm praying for and believing for a miracle for now. This is not the end. And some of them have rocked me. But plenty of them I've sat there and walked out confidently going, it's the joy of the Lord that's my strength. How am I surviving? Well, it's because I'm so filled with the presence of God that we can go through those circumstances. We can go through the pressures of work, the the uncertainties about what is coming up. I can continue to pursue my calling, whether performance is high or whether it's low, whether I think that everything is going good or everyone likes me or I'm getting hate letters written to me, it doesn't matter. I can continue to pursue my calling because I am filled with the presence of God because joy comes from the presence of God in my life. So you can walk through every kind of season when you're filled with Jesus, you can remain strong. See, join the Christian life, as I said, is a direct, in direct proportion to the believer's walk with the Lord. I can determine how, how I'm handling situations and I can tell that through my life it has been a, nearly a direct correlation to my time with Jesus. My prayer life can be revealed with how I handle situations as that external circumstance as it comes in. I, 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 I wanna respond well to external circumstances from the outside in. I wish that everything from outside in was good and I could just be happy all the time, don't you? That all every, the environment was great, that everything was perfect and I was perfectly happy, but we know that isn't the case. But I wanna be strong from the inside out, no matter the circumstances, remain strong here. See, 2 Corinthians 4, Paul says this again to to this church it says but we have this treasure which is the good news of Jesus Christ it is the gospel we have this treasure in jars of clay and that's us fragile to show this oh that this all surpassing power is from God and it's not from us because the same circumstance would crumble me without him but with him I'm strong yeah we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed, but not in despair. I am persecuted, but not abandoned. I am struck down, but I am not destroyed. See, God's job is not always to take the pressure away from us, but to help us, to be with us in the pressure. I've played plenty of times the beam me up Scotty prayer. Anyone else? (laughs) Now, thanks. (laughs) Get me out of this. Get, it away, get me away from this. I want this all over. Can you fix it for me, please? And sometimes that tends to happen. But God's job is not always to remove the pressure and remove the situation, but to be with us in it. I was speaking to the secondary students this week, and my, the point was that, that God is not the one who is setting the tests for us, but he's the one sitting it with us. And you need to know this, that it's the presence of God that we find our joy. We get to choose our perspective, knowing and having an understanding of Him and the future, ourselves, and our identity. We get to choose our perspective, what we see and what we focus on. But we also know that God is with us. My joy comes from the fact that Jesus is here now with me. Not waiting up ahead to see what happens, not putting things in my path to see if I can earn anything, but He's here, sitting the test with me, not setting it for me. Come on, church. I need. I just feel I need to encourage some people who are going through a test that you are not in this by yourself. That God is not waiting to see how you perform, but He is sitting there with you, going, "Come on, let's go. Let me show you the way." See, the most. I think probably the most famous chapter in the Bible is Psalms 23. This is what it says: "Is that even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil. Why? Well, for you are with me. It's not you are waiting for me." It's not you are watching me, but you are with me. It's your rod and your staff, not normal comfort kind of items, but they comfort me. The fact that I know that you're here with me, God, I'm comforted, I can go through whatever it is, I can find joy in the worst of circumstances. Why? Well, it's because joy is found in the presence of God. And in this world, we are going to have pressure you didn't need to come this morning to find that out. We're going to have trials of many kinds. Jesus said that these will come. It's no shock. In fact, he also gave us a, the job description of the devil. And sometimes we are surprised when He is fulfilling his job description beautifully. He gave us all, he's told that this is coming. He says, come on, fear not. I've over, already overcome the world, that you can have joy that I am with you that these trials are coming, but we can consider our joy, not from outside in, but from the inside out. That we get to choose our faith in Jesus, our hope for the future, our perspective. And that when we are with Him and Him in us, in the first 14 verses in Ephesians, Paul refers to us as being in Christ 14 times. Sorry, in the first nine verses, 14 times, in Christ, in Christ, we are in Christ, you are in Christ, you're in, that's where you are if you are a believer, you are in Christ. And He in you. And that is where our joy comes from. Don't separate it, don't, don't push Jesus so far away and then go, look, I told you. No, but come on, say, I'm with you, I'm going through this valley. <clears throat> but I'm not, I'm not gonna fear it. I'm not going to have a spiritual gift of complaining and go, look, this is a dark valley. We already know. But I'm going to choose a perspective of going, even though I'm here, thank goodness you are here, Jesus. That we're going through this, right? I'm not setting up tent here, right, Jesus? I'm I'm going through. How good is that that we get to get to the other side? Come on, I'm choosing my perspective that I'm going to the other side. That this, yes, this sucks. I'm not going to be just ignorant of things that aren't any good. I'm not going to downplay things, but I'm going to magnify the right things, not the wrong things and see Jesus for who he is. Come on, joy can be found in our circumstance with our perspective, with the presence of God. Let me pray for you, hey church. Father, I thank you that we're not here by ourselves, that you're not the one that is setting the test for us, but you are sitting it with us. And I just pray over everyone here right now that we would find our strength in in you that we would find ourselves being a joyful people, that we would experience the joy that it, it is assured, it is promised to us in the Christian life, in the life that is filled with you and led by you, Lord, that it is joyful. Help us see the things that you're trying to reveal to us in every single circumstance. Lord, sometimes it's really easy to see you and what you're pointing out. Lord, other times it's hard that we have to consider it. We have to look for it. We have to to believe that it's there and find our hope in our future. Lord, no matter the situation going on around us and the pressures that are coming, Lord, we wanna stand firm and stand strong knowing that you are with us that our future is set in you and our eternity with you is the greatest joy in our world. We thank you so much. Oh, I pray for that strength. I pray for courage over this church right now. Oh, this morning, those that are, they're just going through some really awful things and some tough situations, Lord. I pray that you speak to this, Lord, this morning. Speak to us this morning, right now. That little whisper. Oh, we, we might want the, like Elijah, we want, might want the big rock slides and the fire and the wind. Oh, but I pray that our ears are open to hear the small whisper and we get confidence in your voice, Lord. As every eye is closed and head is bowed, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never asked him, can I, can I tell you that, that joy is found when we have Jesus in our life and when we are walking with him. If you want to experience the joy that only God can bring, we need to make this decision of saying, God, I want to follow you. I want to give you my life. I want you to come into my life and show me, lead me in who you made me to be. So this morning, if that's you, you go. "I, I, I want to say yes to God. I want to know him myself, not just know about him. I want to give you that opportunity right now. While no one else is looking around, would you just raise your hand in the air as an outward sign of an inward decision saying, God, I want to know you, help me. I want to know you, I want to follow you. Awesome. Well, just one more moment. Come on, Jesus. Fantastic. That's great. So look, if you're making this decision, why don't you why don't you pray with me? And church, why don't you pray as well that, that these people who are growing in their faith that they would continue to take these steps towards jesus so father i thank you lord that you've revealed yourself again this morning to your kids lord i thank you that you sent your son jesus to die on that cross for us that we can have this relationship with you you're not distant you're not far away but you are here right now with us lord in every circumstance Lord, we can have joy we can have faith our hope is in you jesus thank you so much let us be a people that rejoice because we know what is coming ahead of us Lord, pray that as you reveal yourself to us, we get to know you more and who you created us to be more, that we'd experience the freedom and the purpose that you came to give us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and wanna connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.